Welcome to Season 3 of Coffee with Dr. Stewart. This show will provide our listeners with up-to-date medical information from a leading neurotologist, neuroimmune, and genomic specialist. With Dr. Stewart's broad medical knowledge, we will discuss how he helps his patients. I am your host, Kara Stewart-Mullins, and I invite you to sit back, grab your cup of coffee, your favorite beverage, and let's have Season 3 of Coffee with Dr. Stewart. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to season three of Coffee with Dr. Stewart. We are now on episode two. I'm your host, Kara Stewart-Mullins, and we are here today on this episode. We're going to talk about inflammation. Inflammation is a terrible thing. (laughs) Dr. Stewart knows a lot about it. Hi, Dr. Stewart. How are you? I'm good today. How's your week been going? Oh, it's going good. Since the last time I saw you. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I was going to tell you, I've never thought I would... I never thought I would talk to my older brother this much. Right. (laughs) (laughs) We're now, this is episode 26, 26 podcasts. That's great. You know, we took a little breaks here and there, but Mm -hmm. I'm glad we're back because, you know, um, I've learned so much more in the last six months. My head's about to pop. Yep. That's the way you want it. (laughs) Well, this episode, you know what, it's going to be a little bit on on the upper level of of gene and uh, genes and inflammation, right? It's we, uh, new information. It's new information. Yeah, and you know we want to we want to address what inflammation is, and we want to also, you know, for the providers out there who are offering the nutrigenomic panel um, that are moving to the fifty five gene report coming out, we want to talk to them about how this report's going to help the provider treat mm-hmm. the patients. So first, let's start with. I mean, let me just give a little bit of information about inflammation. Okay. Okay. It plays a role in a number of diseases and health problems. And when I didn't even realize asthma, premature aging, autoimmune, mental health, obesity, diabetes, multiple sclerosis, cancer, arthritis, irritable bowel, That's eczema, all conditions. psoriasis. <laughs> Not I mean, many. Terrible. Correct. I know I know tons of people with us. I sure. suffer from a few of these. So what why why What's up with inflammation? Well, that's been the million-dollar question. Yeah. Okay. Um, inflammation basically is um, a proper response of the immune system. Okay. Okay. Meaning it's a way that we actually deal with invaders or things that don't belong in our body. The problem is uh, the regulatory mechanisms that are behind that are very complex and very touchy. Are you talking okay. about the genes? No. Well, yeah. The proper genes. Okay. Okay. Now, I happen to feel, and this is a personal opinion, um, first of all, the people that I see um, basically have immune systems that are running wild. Okay. Okay. And Inflammation right. off the chart. And we do see specific racial groups where it's more common. So I believe, actually, we've been pre-selected. Now, what I'm, what I'm talking about, let's say we go back to Europe and we look at the plagues. Okay. You know, the plagues hit, killed, both plagues killed half the European population. Uh-huh. Our ancestors were not lucky. Okay. They actually could generate tremendous amount of inflammation, were able to survive those bacterial plagues. Okay. And therefore, they actually had aggressive immune systems. And guess who they passed it on to? Oh, lucky us. Yeah. yeah. And so what we see in the people who are more sick today or getting to more trouble is we see these highly aggressive, uh, genetically modified immune systems okay okay now what's really unique about genetics is we were finally able to see things that we never could see before okay okay when we deal with polymorphisms or genetic differences we are actually dealing with um, normal mechanisms gone awry okay meaning they typically either become weak or they become overly aggressive and in inflammation most of them have to do with uh, 
turning the on switch more aggressively okay. and having the off switch work a lot weaker. <laughs> well, here's a, a, a fact that I, we should be aware that inflammation is a double-edged sword sure. because inflammatory responses triggered by our immune system offer protection, sure. it, such as infections and cancer and diseases, right. but when inflammation is appropriate, it protects us, but when it is inappropriate, right. it can hurt us. So here's the deal. Inflammation that doesn't repair is called aging. Okay. Okay. Well, everybody's going to age. Aggressive inflammation that doesn't repair is called aging before your time. Is that when you see people decline very quickly? Right, or any specific area, like joints. Okay. See somebody with rheumatoid arthritis. Why do they go up and down? Right. You see somebody with, with multiple sclerosis. There's all kinds of things that inflammation is basically a key to probably, I would say, 70% of the disease states that we deal with. So you talk about that on-off switch. I have this vision in my head of a, a wall switch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it comes on when it's supposed to, it's appropriate, but then mm-hmm. it stays on like you talk about. Correct. Explain that a little bit. Okay. So basically what we typically are dealing with is a bunch of different cells, which is much more complex than you think. And those cells actually secrete um, chemicals we call interleukins. Okay. Okay. So if they have a challenge, let's say a, an allergen or a bacteria, the initial cell called a T helper cell uh, recognizes it, or B cells, and they release chemicals called interleukins. These are chemical messengers. And what they do is they go tell all the other immune cells that there's somebody invading our house. Okay. Come to the crisis. Okay. What those cells then do is try to turn and hand whatever they have to a cell called a macrophage. Mm-hmm. And that macrophage is supposed to eat it. And then that macrophage has some markers on it, one in particular called the CTLA-4. Okay. And that's supposed to shut the immune cell off so it quits secreting these chemical messengers. Ah. But if if that little switch is not functioning very well, that cell stays on, the next one turns on, the next one turns on, and all of a sudden you're snowballing in inflammation. And you get a crisis on your hands. Then you got a crisis. And the problem is if that stays too long, then you got damage. Okay. Okay. And the problem with damage is you've got to repair it. Okay. Do you understand? So the problem is if we have no control mechanism, basically the chronic disease states that we deal with, whether it's pain, whether in the nervous system, whether it's joint, whether it's autoimmune, anywhere, we are dealing with inflammation that's unregulated. Okay. You know, because on the 26 gene report, there's six in the inflammatory category. Now there's 16 right. so in the 55 we, gene report. What we did differently there is – I have completely changed my concept of inflammation. Okay. Okay. Um, for at least 20, 20 years plus, we have been under a concept that we knew some people had uh, sensitive immune cells that we didn't want to turn on. So our approach to those people were to go over here and test their food sensitivities, uh, gluten, casein, yep. you know, all that kind of stuff, and go to gluten-free diets or casein-free diets or egg or whatever. Then we'd allergy test them and try to desensitize them. Okay. And we'd check them for yeast and all types of chronic infections and try to kill those back. And what we were doing is we were doing our best to try to never stimulate that cell. Okay. Now, if you've ever been on a diet that is very restrictive, it is miserable. Yes. Okay. Especially yes. <laughs> when you travel and you've got kids and they're going to school and, hey, Johnny's lunch. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? So. What happened is that was effective in a lot of people, made people feel better. The problem is it's so hard to maintain mm-hmm. that you just cannot. And they may falter and then get back in that crisis right. again. It starts it all over. And if the immune system's weak, the chronic infection part of it, you're always fighting yeast. You're always fighting 
um, you know, infections of all types. And you really are just living kind of a miserable life. Yeah. Now, the problem is what we learned is that that cell was weak because it was running a marathon every day. When you're turned on and you're running all the time, it doesn't work worth a flip. Okay. So what happened in the 55 SNP report is I found the off switches. In the genes. I, I found out in the genes the off switches. Which ones are those? Okay, so that's typically it is CTLA-4, STAT-4, um, interleukin-13, um, and also... Interleukin-5? No, interleukin-5 is more of an on switch, and then it's also tumor necrosis factor, Okay, the which TN- is TNF. The TNF. You've got okay. two, two genes in there. Correct. Now, when those, when those are not working very well, the off switch is broken. Now, most people who get this test who have any condition, the interleukin-5, the C3, the CD14, which are the on switch, they mm-hmm. will be, they will be uh, abnormal because they're aggressive. Now, are you talking um, just one copy of one Even mutate? one copy. Just mm-hmm. heterozygous. Heterozygous or homozygous. Or homozygous, and two copies. And you'll find out most people that are really sick actually have homozygous to okay. those three. So they turn on inflammation more aggressively. And they can never get it turned off. And they can never get it turned off. So they stay sick their whole so life. So guess what? So if you deal with a child with autism or ADD or something inflammatory, gut, asthma, gut issues, asthma, what's happening is they're growing. That's inflammation. Mm-hmm. They're, Why is growing inflammation? Because you're breaking down tissues every day and, and growing them. Interesting. You understand? So that's the problem with treating these kids who are... And they're taking so much. They need so much. Well, and they need so much, but they're also just growing every day. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's you know, anytime you're around children, you're going to realize that how, how dynamic they can be. Oh, yeah, I have an eight-year-old. Right. <laughs> growing you, like a weed. Then you have to worry about allergies and sickness when they're going to school. And yep. you have to worry about injuries and you have to worry about all that stuff. And basically what you're going to find out is that if they have these broken off switches, they're always in an inflammatory state. Okay. Okay. And is there something physical that you can see? I mean, sure. A lot like, of times you see rashes, you see dark circles under their eyes, yeah. you see, you know, skin skin conditions, you see eczema, you see psoriasis. psoriasis, you see asthma, you see gut irritation. My stomach hurts, mommy, when I eat. You know. Mm-hmm. So those are very, very common. And, things. you know, and that's a tough one. Like my stomach hurts, you know, because a lot of kids push that envelope there because sure. they don't want to go to school or they just don't want to sure. do anything. That was you, Karen. <laughs> well, I, that's why I, I can't wait to pull these out of my report and go, oh, I'm not lying. But, you know, like with an eight year old like I have, he, he says that from time to time. So I want to see this because it, it proves that the patient is not lying. Sure. You know, absolutely. It, like even with the HLA DQs, the FUT2s, the DAOs, I mean, those tell you, hey, gluten does hurt. Hey, I don't get enough probiotics. Therefore, I'm having constipation trouble. Right. But if you've got a that. child in severe asthma, I uh-huh. mean, the last thing and he's gluten sensitive, the last thing we want is him eating gluten. Yeah. OK. So, you know, we want to limit that, but we don't want to limit it to the point where and think that's all we can do. Yeah. Okay? We also want to go and essentially put a blanket on the cell. I wish you could see his hand, um, ladies and gentlemen, because he's taking his hand like it's a cell, and you're talking about covering that cell to protect, to keep the inflammation from coming That's out. That's correct. And like how, so are there triggering events that are going to uncover that, that they're going to go through oh, in sure. a lifetime? Now, you're not suppressing the immune system like some of the drugs do, where you're mm-hmm. completely shutting it down. What but is doing, that, that's not necessarily a good thing. No, well, what we're doing is we're slowing it down. Okay. So, you know, if you shut it down completely, then yeah, you'll have you don't that want protective to do that. layer. And you'll read about all those drugs with the side effects of possible cancer. And you see a what lot happens of is on them. what what you really want to do is just buffer it. 
Okay. Okay. And that's why we use natural things for the most part. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to get more into the treatment side because that's the important part that comes out on the report and tells a patient and a provider what to do about the patient. So we will be right back with Coffee with Dr. Stewart. Does it take you forever to go to sleep or do you wake up often throughout the night? Well, we have the all-natural formula you may need to help relax, rest, and be rejuvenated. NeuroNight Essentials by Neurobiologics. Some of your favorite sleep support ingredients all in one capsule. With melatonin, GABA, magnesium, valerian, and chamomile, this formula may give you the rest you've been missing. NeuroNight Essentials. Make your night a NeuroNight. Visit neurobiologics.com for more details. All right, and welcome back, everybody, to Coffee with Dr. Stewart. We are on episode two, season three, and we are talking about a horrible thing that happens to everybody at one stage in their life, or maybe all the time, inflammation. Yep. Dr. Stewart, welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> I want to I wanna ask you, just to recap, so inflammation, you, you gave us a definition. Why is it just so hard these days? Why is it? Why does it seem so much worse, or maybe we just are more aware of it? Well, we're able to to judge it and see it better yeah okay meaning and we're, we're kind of understanding now more of the f- functionality of the immune system which is incredibly complex mm-hmm. i mean literally you just get lost in it it's yeah. so complex but what's happening is we just have more and more um stimulus okay okay you know chemicals are stimulus uh, allergens stress um stress is a lot stress higher this is a huge one okay and in fact i can now kind of explain exactly when we talk about treatment of inflammation why stress can actually kill you mental stress yeah okay because there's actually mechanisms for that oh really genes Mm -hmm. yeah related to the way the cells work okay Mm -hmm. because i want to know i'm going to die early from stress (laughs) well it has to do with the treatment so what happens is what we've talked about now is we found out that most people who we see that are really sick with inflammatory problems, which are ridiculously right. common. Yeah, I named a lot. Um, they are have aggressive on switches and broken or weak off switches. Okay. And obviously, the more off switches that are polymorphed or different, In the, the, worse, the worse the off switch is. Okay. Okay. So obviously, autistic kids, they typically will have three or four of those broken. Polymorphisms? Yeah. Double? So something turned on their inflammation, mm-hmm. okay, sickness, surgery, whatever, and they couldn't turn it back off. Can I ask you, is this why you have a now a 14-month 14, 14 waiting list? Well, yeah. I, I think the I word, because, you know, you used to always have around six months, but it's right. gotten um, a little ridiculous lately. But you, you've had some amazing things happen in the, in the last year with a lot of your autistic patients. Right. And so, you know, we... We still follow the same rules of healing, no matter what we're doing, because they are God's rules. Yeah. Okay. And those are the rules that basically are set up for healing, and inflammation control is number one always. Okay. You know what I tell patients? You hurt your knee and it swells up. If you keep walking on it and it stays swollen, how well is it going to heal? Never. And nobody's ever missed that question. Yeah. I don't care how simple you are. You yeah. get that question <laughs> right. Okay. Now, the thing is. But now is, you have all these to, genes to look at. Yeah. Now, so here's the problem. We have to treat them. Okay. Okay. So that's been kind of the challenge, okay? okay? And so what we've essentially gone through is, as far as we know right now, and I'm still thinking about it and still okay. studying, okay? Well, this is your show, so it's right. your thoughts. Uh, there are basically four off switches that, that we can use when the normal ones are broken, okay? Okay. 
we have the steroid off switch. Now, the steroid off switch is too dangerous to use long term. Okay. Okay. With synthetic steroids. It was really made for uh, progesterone and testosterone. Okay. Now, one of the reasons a lot of kids are more um, inflammatory with conditions is because they haven't grown into their testosterone or their oh, progesterone. Oh, very yet. interesting. Okay? okay. But we can certainly use steroids appropriately in certain situations, and those if are doctor's needed. favorites. Okay. You get poison ivy, we're going to give you a steroid. Yeah. Okay. Steroid cream. Right. And so what happens is those are appropriate, but they're just too dangerous to use long term to kind okay. of help the cell shut down. We have the opiate on switch. This one is really interesting. And which gene is that on? It's not a gene. Okay. This is another one. This is the treatment method. Okay. How are we going to overcome the the broken genes? Okay. Do you understand? The opiate on switch is basically means this is how mental stress can actually wind up killing you. Okay. Whenever you're stressed and anxious, your body makes endorphins. Mm -hmm. And those natural endorphins actually calm the nervous system, but they actually tell the immune system there's a crisis, so they tell it to rev up. And that's when you get anxiety. So all of a sudden, your inflammation increases. And now that we know that inflammation's involved in anxiety, cognitive deficits, Mm -hmm. you understand? I do. ADD. Okay. Mental decline. Right. That's why anxiety affects you. Now, what we do to block that is we typically like to use a little lotion or capsule of low-dose naltrexone. Okay. Okay. That's a prescription. That's a prescription. It's a compounded prescription. Very low-dose. Correct. We're going to work on some natural ways to affect this. Okay. But low-dose naltrexone, naltrexone's an opiate blocker, you know, so if you took a whole bottle of pain pills and went into a coma, they'd give you 50 to 100 milligrams. Oh, gosh. Okay? But that's for people that are for having a overdosed, severe, yeah, right. for overdose. What we're talking about is one to four and a half milligrams, these little dinky doses, mm-hmm. 50 times less. And basically, what they do is they gently block that opiate receptor and calm the immune system down, Okay. but leave the nervous system alone. Oh, okay. okay. So you still get so the, the happy effect from endorphins. I gotcha. Now, the problem is uh, naltrexone's very touchy. Mm-hmm. Some people tolerate it great, and they love it. It changed their life. Some people can't tolerate it very well. So it's there's not a perfect mix here. Okay. okay? Just start slow. Mm-hmm. It's always just like methylation. Start slow. Believe it or not, we have a vanillaoid receptor. Okay. Which responds to vanilla beans. Okay. Okay. And, in fact, they're chemicals called vanillins. Okay. And, basically... Um, you can buy crushed up vanilla beans and put yeah, them in your Yeah, we've coffee. been looking at vanilla extracts to put yeah, in some of our products. That's so. correct, and that, that art works very well. Um, it's a little bit weak for our sick patients. It's just not strong enough. Okay. And then you have the big one, which has gained a lot of favor lately, okay. and it's, okay. it's, it's actually highly studied, and that's actually hemp oil. Hemp oil. The cannabinoids. Okay. Now, we are not talking about THC here. No, we're talking about... CBD. THC hits what we call the, C, um, the C1 receptor, and that essentially is on the nervous system. Mm-hmm. What we're after is the immune system. So this is the stalk of the plant. Well, it has no THC that they extract it, the oil typically from. Typically, we don't even worry about the stalk from marijuana. We just go straight to what's called um, cannabis satvia, yeah. which is rope hemp, okay. which has very little THC of any. In yeah. It. And in fact, the, the one we typically use was actually recently analyzed and shown to have no, no T- THC. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. So we are not interested. And you've probably read in the news about how we're using hemp oil to help with seizures and other things for kids. Oh, and it's fact, all over the studies. Well, and I, I and share great some, studies. I share some patients with Texas Children's in Houston, and we're mm-hmm. studying CBD oil. The problem is when you have um, a more than two markers that are abnormal a lot of times we need two off switches to get that under control okay okay but you know i can tell you that um 
the cannabinoids are not really, as far as cannabidiol is concerned, which has no psychogenic effect, have, they have been uh, highly beneficial. Yeah. I can tell you that there is enormous amount of research on it. There is a lot of research. I mean, yeah. we have a lot of patients um, that I know personally that are on CBD and have seen amazing results. Right. And so it's not about the THC. That we're not interested in getting anybody high. Yeah. Okay. But what I, I can tell you, actually, the THC may actually interfere with seizure with seizure control because it's so a drug. So you don't definitely want to find a good quality product. That's correct. Of CBD. Okay. And so the long and the short of it is what we're trying to do is find these off switches to substitute for these bad off switches that the person isn't. And you're talking about covering that cell to turn it off. Buffering it. Buffering it. We don't want to turn it off. We just want to slow it down. So would a person, when you're talking to a provider about the protocol, would a person go on LDN and CBD or one or the other? Very commonly in my patients. Okay. But typically one or the other to start. You never just throw them all on at once. Like if you've got someone that that has mild anxiety, maybe some sleep issues, things of that nature, CBD might be efficient. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. And what you're talking about, in fact, I can tell you who the people who have done the most research is the pharmacy department at uh, Virginia Commonwealth. Okay. They actually did a very landmark paper in 2009 and actually did a beautiful follow-up paper in 2015. Okay. On uh, the effects of uh, cannabinoids on immune processes and really described it very well. It's very technical, but it's really elegant. You know what? It's plants. Well, guess what? Guess where all of our uh, medicinals came from? Yeah, I know. So to me, it makes sense. It totally makes sense. It's just Mm. a lot of miseducation out there, you know, and people just see CBD and they or hemp and they automatically assume it's marijuana. And that's just not correct. That's exactly right. And that's kind of why we wanted to talk about on the show today, just to kind of clear that up. Well, it's coming whether you like it or not. Exactly. There's no way you're going to stop it. That is federally legal in all 50 states. Correct. Okay. It is not. In fact, the hemp is is individually separated from marijuana, mm-hmm. okay? The problem is there's a lot of misunderstandings, Yes. okay? Um, invariably, when I mention it to my patients, um, most of my patients have heard the new news about how they're using hemp to help seizures. And yeah, so it's all over. You can find really studies get, everywhere. I really get hardly any pushback from patients, Yeah. okay? And that, that may just be awesome. And that's their decision at the end of the day. You know, you know, I they have people, to go out and get it. I see people from all over all over the country, and I just don't get too much negative vibe from it. Well, the pharmacies sell it here. Mm-hmm. All the pharmacies sell it across the U.S. As long as it's a quality one, and obviously you can get into some non-quality ones. Yeah, me. yeah, but we know the ones out there that are are safe. Well, and... the ones I'm going to recommend are because yeah. I'm going to go visit. <laughs> go to the plant where it's plant. made That's right. well no you also want their contamination reports you want sure. their assays you know yeah, just you, what we do with supplements we don't want it in the garage we don't want it made in the garage well let's talk about a little bit more of the protocol so you know the standard for the inflammatory for the providers you know the ones that are on the 26 gene report those have been so beneficial because you've got you know that the person needs probiotics you know if the person needs enzymes sure. you know if they need to stay away from gluten yeah, you, know. you want to you attack it from both sides because these people are sick. So you've thrown in the extra markers now mm-hmm. because you can cover both sides. Correct. So you're talking about a lifestyle gene report, mm-hmm. and then you're talking about an inflammatory uh, sensitivity. sensitivity report. That's correct. We know why they can't get out of that correct. inflammatory state. Correct. So a child with like, I mean, um, asthma. Yeah, so a child with asthma, if you look on the report, for instance, and you essentially see that their immune system is extra sensitive, Mm -hmm. you may actually recommend that, hey, 
if they've had a recent asthma outbreak, we don't vaccinate right then. Okay. Do you understand what yes. I'm saying? Well, yeah, you're because only playing the system. And you'll overreact from the vaccine and maybe get into some problems. So so it's going to be highly beneficial in choosing when to do therapeutics for patients. Okay. Okay. And what it, what it really means is that we can understand uh, timing. We can understand. I mean, obviously, if somebody has a lot of inflammation and they're, they just got sick, you don't want to go have a surgery next week. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. So it really just helps us guide the patient in in their decision. Well, it kind of tells you, okay, I could get in trouble with certain things that some of my family members. Right. That's a reason why they got in trouble in the first place. Right. So when you're looking at, I mean, and I'm looking at some of the recommend recommended nutrients. You've got curcumin. You got polyphenols. Uh, Catechins? Catechins. Catechins. Green what tea. Are, green tea. Great for you. Omega-3s, mm-hmm. vitamin C, resveratrol, pycnogenol, mm-hmm. which is kind of making a comeback. Sure. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay. It's basically a pine bark extract. Uh-huh. Okay. It has a beautiful effect at calming the immune system. Oh, And okay. so, you know, my, my bias, because obviously I can write a prescription, which I know many of my providers can't. Yeah. What we're going to do is devise things to calm the immune cell in a natural way too yeah we have two new products coming out that you've created that'll be out shortly and um the nrf2 sod enhancer Mm -hmm. you've combined a couple of those um i don't know ingredients that are needed Mm -hmm. for those two genes and then on the glutathione side i mean you know the omegas have have come a big part of your protocol really big at controlling inflammation most people have known that for a while yeah and then you're saying as cofactors absolutely yeah well, that's great, Dr. Stewart. I'm, I'm excited about this coming out. I can't wait to see what my report says. Okay. Even though I have my 23andMe, but I don't want to go look through all that data. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just – and it's interesting that people that have the 26 gene report now, they can actually uh, just pay a small fee and um, get the 55 gene report ran. Yeah, and, once. Once yeah, it's available. Once it's available. <laughs> will be November. Yeah. You know, because we the data that their genes, um, their DNA is still on file, and sure. um, we we can grab that and and get the advance report if needed. You know, that's what it's great for. Well, I thank you, everybody. If you need to get your genetic testing done or like to locate a provider, you can go to genomicsnutrition.com or Neurobiologics. And we thank you for joining us, and we hope that everybody has a blessed and beautiful day. 